0: Praise the Lord. Well, it is November, so we're going to talk about being thankful here for a minute. So first of all, I want to say that I'm thankful for my pastor and his wife and all that they do. It is an honor truly to be behind this pulpit. Uh, As you heard, Pastor Hood, Sister Teresa, uh, tell this is a big deal. This is this is a pulpit because they believe in the calling that they have and that the word of God is spoken. And I just personally want to thank them for times that maybe I forgot about Hebrews 13 and 17, which uh, says that we're supposed to obey them and make their job happy. But um, they still have stuck with me on the times that I forgot about that verse. Praise the Lord. All right, I'm going to jump right in here with First Peter 1 three and five. And I'm going to be in the CEB all night. So it says, may the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ be blessed on account of his vast mercy. He has given us new birth. You have been born anew into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Praise the Lord. Brother Plale, could I have you bless the service, please? Hallelujah, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you. <clears throat> so I want to talk about being thankful. I'm thankful that I have hope. I'm thankful that I have a fresh start. I'm thankful for the fact that there is protection by God. There is salvation delivered. I am thankful for so many things that God says he will do, and I'm thankful because he's faithful that he will do all of those things. Those promises are to each and every one of us, each and every time, no matter which part of the Bible you want to start at, which part you flip to, those promises are to each and every one, generation to generation. Now, I'm going to go to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 because it's his will that we be thankful. It says, give thanks in every situation because this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I'm thankful it's his will for me to be thankful. It's his will for me to have some joy. It's not his will to punish me for everything that I did in the past. It's not his will for me to have to suffer through the consequences of things that I may have caused, okay, I probably caused. Hallelujah. All right. It is his will, and we have to be in his will if we want to see our prayers answered. We need to be in his will. So if we go to Philippians 4 and 6, right, it says, don't be anxious about anything, Rather, bring up all your requests to God in your prayers and petitions along with giving thanks. All right. See, we need to to remember to give thanks. Why? Because we have faith that he's going to heal. He's not just going to heal. He's going to make new, Brother Bob. He's going to make new, make whole. That's what God does. Man could heal. God will make whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. We just cannot forget to give thanks. All right, sorry. And in Psalms 100, verses 4 and 5, it says, Enter his gates with thanks, enter his courtyards with praise, thank him, bless his name, because the Lord is good, his loyal love lasts forever. His faithfulness lasts generation to generation. Your thanksgiving isn't just for you. It's for your kids. It's for their kids. It's for the grandkids. And we have generations sitting in this church right now that prove that his goodness and his faithfulness is for all generation to generation. Praise the Lord. I know sometimes we get consumed and distracted. We get consumed by our storm. We get distracted by what the world wants to tell us. And uh, David, David gave us a list of things that we could be thankful for if we uh, can't seem to find our own. <clears throat> so if we go to 1 Chronicles 16 and 34, it says, give thanks to the Lord because he is good, because he is faithful. Love His love endures forever. Okay, David wrote this while he was bringing the ark back to Jerusalem, back to his house. Now, what I want to point out is the close... That, that ark represented God's presence. So when he started getting God's presence around him and he was bringing it back to be around him, he couldn't help but write this. Because when God is not a Sunday God, not a Wednesday God, not a maybe one hour in the morning God, when he's an all the time God, you cannot help but give thanks that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. He will bless you coming in and going out, brother. He will bless you at all times. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> All right, I want to look at John 3:16 in the CEB. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him won't perish, but will have eternal life. Now, God came down to His footstool, the earth, robed in flesh, and He came down here to be tortured to be spit on, everything, because he wanted to spend time with me, because he wanted to spend time with you. That's the part we miss. We, oh, yes, salvation, and don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong, we all want to make it to heaven, but he eternally wanted to spend time with you, so he went through all of that, came down to his footstool, and all he asked for was thanks and love. He gives us mercy, he gives us grace, he gives us eternal time with him, and all he asked for us to do was give a little thanks Give a little praise, give a little worship, show a little love, because he came all the way down here. <clears throat> and I'm going to close right here, Pastor. One more verse, John 15 and 16, I believe. Yes. <clears throat> it said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you could go and produce fruit and so that your fruit could last. As a result, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Now, Jesus told us right there, he didn't choose, that we didn't choose him. He chose me before I ever had a chance to choose him. Again, he came down here, went through all of that because he wanted to spend eternal time with me. He wanted me to be joyful, he wanted me to be able to produce and provide generation to generation. That fruit's supposed to last forever. And I'm supposed to be able to ask him for what I want as long as I remember to give him thanks because he chose me to be with him eternally in Jesus name. Praise the Lord, Pastor.
1: Here we go. Praise the Lord. Feels pretty warm in here, brother Colin. Thank you. So many comments and remarks after last week I received uh, personally and over the phone. Uh, Of all of those, I I, I just come to this uh, conclusion that many people were inspired and blessed and many people were restored and renewed. And above all that, I know three that received the baptism of the Holy Ghost Sunday morning. That is worth celebrating. That's worth celebrating. And to the one kind soul that texted me about his concerns about me allowing a lady in the pulpit, you just, uh, I already told you once, but you may not like my choice, but Mark 1620, said, God will confirm the word with signs following We don't have to say anything else. We don't have to say anything else. All right. Got really hot in here all of a sudden. Mark 3, 27 is where I'm going tonight with your reading. If you, you don't have to stand again, but let's read it in concert together. Everybody, Mark 3, verse 27. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. And I want to talk tonight for a few minutes about binding the strong man. Binding the Strong Man. Bless your good name, Lord, tonight. We're thankful for what we have already heard and felt. And we ask, God, that your will could be performed in this room, no more and no less. Help us to accomplish spiritual surgery as you desire it to be performed. We'll give you all the honor and all the glory for it in the mighty and the wonderful and the holy name of Jesus. Look at somebody and say, it's time to bind the strong man. And Sister Teresa Hood, I know you're paying attention tonight, but uh, I want to comfort you in the fact that, not that you need it, let me tell you, she's quite a spark plug, have you figured that out? Yeah, I mean, a little firecracker, of course, but she doesn't need this at all, but just for her own reassurance, it was nobody in attendance all week long, it was, someone doesn't even call this church home, all right, but they're always looking at us, and that's all right, keep on looking, praise the Lord. Maybe you'll learn something. Hallelujah. (laughs) Binding the strong man. Your Bible says in Luke 14, 31, that it is beneficial, my words, to know how strong in the kingdom you are before you enter conflict. I take, that, I take that analysis from him measuring 10,000 against 20,000. There's some battles you need to have the wisdom to say, I don't have what it takes to engage in this right now. And it's also a component of military intelligence. By the way, this is Veterans Day weekend coming up, and we're going to do our best to honor you. We need a screen of that, sis. You, you'll, you'll take care of that like you always do so well. We tip our hat to the veterans that have offered a moment or a lifetime of service, military service. God bless them. Hallelujah. I don't care if they were drafted or volunteered. I tip my hat to them. Praise the Lord. But it is a component of military intelligence to know the strengths not only of self, but of their enemy. I said, do you know what the strengths of your strong man is tonight? The strengths, plural, of your strong man are tonight. Make no mistake. Your enemy knows what your strengths and weaknesses are. He calculated, he's calculated in his study of your strength, my strength and weaknesses. Now, I've said it three times, even recently, that we don't don't commonly use the word strongholds in everyday language, usage, but it certainly exists. Strongholds exist in everyday life. And if I have time, I'm going to get into a couple of things that we consider the obvious acts of the strong man. But to begin with, I want to talk to you about uh, the the not-so-obvious strengths of strong men. I'm not talking about muscle-bound lunkheads. I'm talking about spiritual strong men. Let me just say it this way. The strong man that Luke is referring to and others in the Bible is a satanic influence. And it's responsible for the bondage tossed upon many people in and out of the kingdom of God. It's satanic influence that brings strongholds that bind us. What binds you may not bind you. What is a stronghold against me being liberated may not be a stronghold against you being liberated. But don't hide your head in the sand. Strongholds of satanic nature exist every day in the church around the people of God. Oh, you're freaking me out, Pastor. Got to have some meat in your bones once in a while here, all right? Got to know how to stand for what's right. It was the Apostle Paul that said this. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. That's 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Paul said it's not the will of God that we always be held in in, in captivity by strongholds and positions of strong men in our life, spiritual strong men in our life. But we are supposed to pull those things down, walk on them. It was Paul that said, You won't have this, but in Romans 16:20, for you note takers, that God of heaven will bruise Satan under your feet shortly. That's the will of God, that we be the more than conquerors and not those that are overcome by strongholds in our lives. If you want a definition, a stronghold is a fortified place built by evil influences often disguised, you ready for this? In human nature. I'm going to say it again. A stronghold is a fortified place built by evil influences often disguised in human nature. They're not shouting for me tonight, Teresa. Satan always operates under the cover of darkness to keep from being exposed. Because if you figure out what he's up to, you've got the battle won. Hallelujah. If you figure out his tactics and his methods, most of the battle's won. So he keeps it it covered. In human nature, he keeps it covered in what we think might be normal in life. But the minute you discover his plot, and I truly believe, If you're going to bind that strong man in the areas that are not so obvious, it's going to require, first and foremost, a hard look in the mirror. I don't know who I was with the other day, some spiritual guru that we were, we were. oh, now I remember who it was, yeah. Lean, leaned over to me like some little, little goosebump hit him I said do you feel something in this room I said no honestly I'm hungry that's all I feel right now but sometimes Brother Lance it's not the strongholds from without that are the ones we need to be really concerned with but those that are within that are most difficult to overcome <laughs> like generational strongholds, like familial strongholds, like things that we just grew up with and they're organic to me, but my dad struggled with them, my mom struggled with them, their parents struggled with them. I'm talking about generational strongholds that have never been dealt with. You know why they've never been dealt with? Because they hide themselves so well in human nature. Oh, I'm going somewhere. I'm talking about strongholds that manifest themselves in my daily lifestyle, for example, and certainly not confined to simply these two or three easy things. But I have my mother's temper. I just—I'm I'm not easy to forgive people. I'm talking about things that may bother you or me. Uh, I have my father's alcoholic tendencies. You were raised in a violent environment. Isn't it funny how you're raising your kids in an aggressive environment? An aggra- in a aggressive, and aggressive environment. Whew. Your father was resentful. His grandfather was resentful, resentful. And it's amazing how that's still living in my life today generational strongholds disguised in human nature. And the devil's back there going, oh, he just, he keeps doing that and he just divides his family and divides the Sunday school class and he divides the job. I'm in the word, hallelujah. But did you catch that? Did you catch what I just said? It's so often the case that in my own actions, I'm revealing his strongholds in my life. How I act, how I react, I'm revealing to others, I'm usually the last to know, I'm revealing to others the dark corners of my life that are strongholds, that he's placed there, that I haven't identified But tonight I want to bring some strongholds down, praise the Lord. I want to bind the strong man in my life. I'm talking about binding him for good. I'm talking about breaking his hold in my life for good. Now I'm going to get really practical here. Too practical, but but really practical. Here's some really good practical advice. And it probably doesn't fit anybody in the room but me. Ha, ha, ha. But when you find yourself, when I find myself overly angry, I'm not talking about just upset, but that little anger issue has become something that now it's, 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 it's control rage almost. Now I'm biting everybody's head off. I don't even know why. You made me mad this morning, and it's just progressively gotten worse. You didn't make me mad, but I'm just saying. It's something that's not tended to. And the same old prodding, the same old shaking of the uh, the environment, and before long, I'm angry, or I'm depressed, or I'm no way going to forgive you, Even when the issue between us is over, I'm still going to hang on to it. Or maybe you're looking for an excuse to fail God. Not that anybody in this room would ever do that. Some people, though, I've learned in pastoring, are looking for a reason to blame God so that when they go out, they go, it ain't my fault. God God didn't help me. That isn't about right. That is 100% accurate. Coffee was a little much tonight, all right? I'm... Here's the advice. Ask yourself, Ron Herring. Ask yourself, Clint Playo, Ask yourself, anyone, fill in the blanks. How often is this cycle continually repeating itself in my life? Oh, the names may change. The violators of my freedom might change. But inside of me is the same old hostile feelings rising up. Why am I going there? Why am I feeling this way? It's just like last week, only it wasn't you last week, it was him last week. It wasn't him last week, it was those people last. And the same old flame and fire of of darkness is getting a hold of me all over again. That's a stronghold. That is a stronghold concealing itself in human nature. And it will continue to stay there until it's dealt with. And you know what? My sons deal with the same things that have tripped me up all my life. That my dad struggled with. That my grandfather struggled with. I'm going to say this and in, in defense of what she said. I think this is what she meant. But I'm going to translate it because she's not here as what she meant. Hallelujah. But I heard my cousin last week say about throwing her phone or something. She said something about, I'm going to be Jerry Herring. Jerry Herring's my uncle, my dad's brother. And not just Jerry Herring, but all the Herring's had this dist- destructive tempers. And you may have thought she was trying to be cute, but she wasn't trying to be cute. Because it's something that just keeps rising up. It just keeps creeping in. Oh, look, I thought that was over with. And there it is again. Oh, familial traits. Watch out if you go there with these people because they're going to react in a lustful way. They're going to start lying again. They're going to start blaming everybody again. They're going to go into their socially awkward cave and let nobody in again. That's a stronghold. That is a spiritual stronghold disguised in human Traits or characteristics. Yeah. Why does it seem to come out of nowhere? Why do I let any, just some little thing people do ruin my day? It's not because I'm evil or that person's evil. But I'm starting to, I'm starting to hook on to something here. It's because I haven't dealt with some strongholds in my own life. If I know that the same repetitive struggles are going to come up again and again and again, and it serves me well to realize beforehand that in times when I'm not stressed, full of lust, lying to you, disappointing you, whatever those upheaval moments are, when I'm not involved in that or engaged in that, might be the best time to take it to the Lord. Might be the best time to start working on it. Tell an angry person, calm down. What to do? It makes it worse. But when I'm not angry and I'm in my right mind, huh, that's, that seldom happens. When I'm, when I'm thinking sober-mindedly, what a better time. Lord, would you remind us? Lord, would you tell us? When I'm thinking right, now's the time to bring these issues to you that I've been covering up in human. It's not because, I really truly believe, it's not because no one's ever told you get control of your anger. It's because there are stronghold positions in our life. I'm not saying you're bound, not saying you're addicted to to demonic stronghold I am saying though that he is so intelligent in the way he disguises things and you might say just just put your name in there Carlson boy yeah, watch out for that temper you get them started watch out you're laughing but there's something in your family there are ways in your family and 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 they're hidden through human tra- characteristics and traits just like they're in my family strongholds. You're a better man than I am, Rob Carlson. You know, I appreciate you allowing me to exchange and communicate with you during the ministering of the word. But it's just like, and pardon me for being so simple, that's just the way I am, stretch this analogy over into the spiritual dimension. It's just like going to the grocery store when you're hungry. It don't take more than a couple times to go, I can't afford to do that again. <laughs> Give me a popsicle, a pizza, something before I go grocery shopping. I know it's silly, but, but you think about Cross that line over in the spiritual. If there, are, if there are trigger points, if there are things that flip my switch, and I know they will, why am I not taking care of that? I know I should. I know I shouldn't go to Fred Meyer's when I'm starving because I'm going to walk out of there broke. And you know, I'm dumb enough. Before God, I'm telling you the truth, right? I grocery shopped knowing I just spent $213 and I came after almond milk and, and keto bread. And I'll leave Fred Meyer and go to the drive-in at McDonald's. Spend another $23. Like, get off the road, kid, for you. But you get it. If we realize the trigger points to these strongholds, I don't want to be angry at you. I don't want to be resentful to you. I don't want to have lust when I look at you. I don't want to rob you, steal from you, lie to you. I want to be better than that. I want to be bigger than that. I don't want those things to keep coming up in my life. Then it behooves me to tend to them when I'm not hungry. How do I tend to them? Wherever you pray every day. God, I know my weaknesses. And I know that the devil knows my weaknesses. I'm just telling you how I pray. God would you help me to have the wisdom. To head off those moments. Where he's going to pinch my little. My little. Uh, little shallow system. And make, try to make me angry. And ruin my day. or Don't put yourself in the predicament. To where you begin to repeat. The same steps. Of bondage. Doesn't take a rocket science scientist to know that if you struggle with alcohol, don't go around it. Hello? If yeah. you struggle with tobacco, you're trying to quit, don't go around it. Hello? If someone makes you carnal when you're in their presence, if you find that you get around this person and before long you're you're thinking all kind of junk. Hello? It don't take a lot of knowledge to know that person gets me somewhere in my life I don't want to go. I'm just telling you how to bind the strong man in your life. Believe it or not, there are points that strong spiritual influences are very active at using in our own life. much more he's much more divisive than that and i'm going to get to something really really close here or close to our hearts but non-biblical tradition is such a spiritual stronghold bible said in my, i think it's mark 7:13 that that even tradition Can render the word of God of no effect? The word of God. Tradition. I'm not talking about personal convictions. I have them, and I would to God some of you get some of them. I'm talking to my leadership team now. I would to God you had personal convictions out of the church and in the church. You are called out of darkness into his marvelous light. We should look like the world, act like the world, go where the world goes, do what the world does. Well, I'm going to preach a little tonight, I think. Hallelujah. Sometimes we we disguise our laziness. As contentment, and we quote Philippians 4 verse 11, I've learned wherever I am to be content, and we're just too lazy to pray. On, yeah. free, on, God knows my heart, and he that's the problem, he knows the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Traditions. But here's things that I'm telling you, this human being right here needs to address, because every day I deal with these things. Every single day I live and breathe and and I'm upright and have any semblance of of sober-mindedness, I deal with these things, and I know you do as well. Strong men in my life can be this, and it is this. Sometimes I need to conquer that strong attitude that comes over me. And when I say attitude, I'm not talking about a good thing. Um, everybody can everybody can smile when you're having a good day. That's nothing. Aren't I such a good Christian? I'm happy. Anybody can be happy when things are going good. To, but he he didn't come down just to hang out with me. He come down to die so that I wouldn't have to be subject. but I mean, he came down, he came down to fellowship with his creation. one you're one hundred percent accurate. I'm not correcting him. I'm just linking on with another link to the chain. But he came to set me free so that these things would not be my lot in life eternally. And I don't know about you, but every once in a while I look at myself in the mirror and I'm saying, I am sick of your attitude. Yeah. Don't look out there, brother, alright? If you're in this room and You're a liar, that means everybody. Every once in a while, you get an attitude. And you know what? If I blame Brother Bob, I'm just just telling you what I've seen in prayer lately in my own life, in in the mirror of my own soul's reflection. It's a stronghold. It's what he's doing. He's breaking everything. He's just tearing it and destroying everything. I break things and I can't fix them. He, he, I look at people and I hurt more than I help. You're laughing tonight, but i'm I'm on something I know I am. Strong attitude. What is your strongest attitude that needs to be conquered? What is your strongest secret craving? No, I didn't get these off the internet. Go ahead and do your little research. I got these in the prayer room on my face, all right? What is the strongest secret craving? And inside he's going, yeah. That boys will be boys. And in the, in the human nature, he's trying to hide that stronghold he has. Strongest attitude, Ron Herring. Strongest secret craving. I'm just telling you things I need to conquer. And whatever it is that's strongest in me, I seem to destroy relationships. You don't want me to be that transparent tonight? I'm telling you, I've destroyed relationships that I was 100% guilty for it being destroyed. I don't care. Church, out-of-church, friends, people I work with, anyone. You just name it. Why do I do that? I don't set out on my road map in the morning and say, find somebody i can just tear our relationship to pieces it's a stronghold what's the strongest distractions in your life what's the strongest personal addictions in your life what's the stronger here we go Every pastor If every one of them in this room were a pastor, every person in this room were a pastor, they'd be on their feet when I say this one because they know exactly what I'm talking about. What are the strongest personal attacks that you endure every day? Strongest personal attacks right between your ears every day. We would no more admit to those attacks to, uh, uh, one to another because it would be humiliating and embarrassing. I'm just telling you, what, what, what are these strongholds in my life? My attitude? My secret cravings? No, no. I don't get on bad websites at night and never have, and God hears me saying it. But just because you've never dialed into a porn site doesn't mean you don't have secret cravings. Doesn't mean you don't have secret cravings that you wouldn't want in your best friend. What's the, what's the deal, Ron, with you? relationship destruction sometimes? Strongest distractions. Why are they there? Why are they there? Have you ever wondered why when you pray, you quoted, I think, tonight, I believe it was you, out of Matthew 18. Didn't you use verse 19? Okay, Brother Carlos. Well, right before that, he says, if you bind anything on earth, it's bound in heaven. Have you ever wondered why you bind things in prayer that you struggle with and they don't stop? I'll tell you why I think it is. In personal prayer and looking in the mirror, what I feel like, I'm binding things that are strongholds in my own life. I think they're out or external distractions in my life when, in fact, they're strongholds in my own life. They're not shouting tonight for me. I'm just telling you what I feel like. There are strong personal attacks every single day that come into my brain. Why this? Why that? How come this? If you were really praying this, if you really love God, that. All these are Strongest worry I possess. Why do I keep going back there? Why do I worry about that? I can't change yesterday. Oh, yeah. Strongest daily battles. summarize that and I vow to you tonight I was thinking of myself when I wrote this list strongest attitude strongest secret cravings strongholds through uh, relationships destroyed strongholds through distractions in my life personal addictions personal attacks worries daily battles wow all right I believe there are spiritual strongholds over every city or community. I do believe that. I don't believe it like a lot of these preachers running around want me to believe, but I believe that there are principalities and powers engaged. There are spirits that don't want us to have revival in this church. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they are very, very, Cleverly disguised. They often work through our flesh. Someone said drugs and alcohol and entertainment, pray against those spirits. I do, I do. But the thing I'm talking about tonight are strongholds that are disguised much more brilliantly than that. I'm not condoning any of that, but I have the answer to all of that got the answer to every one of those things. I don't have to worry about why I'm worrying. I don't have to worry about why addiction, secret cravings. I don't have to. I mean, they're there every day to try to get me to cross that line. But the reason you don't have to worry about is what I'm about to tell you. All right? It's, there's a couple steps to it. Number one, number one, when I say pray, I mean pray vigorously against things that affect you personally. I don't mean sharing with Brother Justin. I'm talking about you and God. Now, I want to tell you why I said something Sunday morning. I I heard someone got the Holy Ghost over here. Brother Dave got the Holy Ghost over there. Another one got the Holy Ghost over here. And I I felt all of that. I was connected to all of that. But when I walked into this circle of people praying right here, I'm telling you, Brother Rick, I'm praying for Adam. And I reached over and was praying for you. And I felt electric power of God. If I ever felt it in my life, I felt things being broken and things being dealt with. I'm not saying in them. I'm saying I felt it in me. Number one, pray vigorously. Pray like you really want to get rid of the strength of the strong man in your life. I'm sorry. Now I lay me down to sleep. Is he just going to go, yay, keep doing it. I, I, I'm disguising myself in that cute little religious guise you wear. If you really want victory over that thing in your flesh, go on a fast about it. But pray vigorously. Pray like I don't care who's listening, who's watching. I don't care what you think of my words. I don't care what you think about my demeanor. If I'm jumping, I don't care what you think. If I'm yelling, I don't. Pray vigorously. And the strongholds. The pulling down of strongholds. And a very important part of binding and loosing, Matthew 18, verse 18. Who'd you say talk to? Carlos. Matthew 18, 18 said, if you bind it on earth, it's bound in heaven. If you loose it on earth, it's loosed in heaven. Here's a revelation for people that haven't heard me say this yet. Most Christians think that means, okay. I bind that in the name of Jesus. And that's that's the vocalizing of it. That's not the action of it. Binding something means you're standing against it in your lifestyle, what you believe in, your habits, your conversation. You bind it that it's not comfortable in anything you do. We don't tolerate that. We don't listen to that. We don't watch that. We don't read that. I'm binding the influence of evil by how I live. Not just what I say. Now you'll hear me say it a thousand times you hang around here. I bind a lot of stuff. But God reminds me when that comes up in the here and now. I got to stand against that now. I got to stand strong and firm against the things that I'm binding in the prayer room. That's why Paul said, Ephesians 4 27 don't give place to the devil. So when I say I bind that whatever, I bind this, boys. And it comes back and says, really? What's that mean? I'm here again. You got any lustful thoughts on that person? Want to lie to me today? I mean, I hear those voices. And Paul said, don't give him one place in your life. Because he's working to bring strongholds over your soul. Pray vigorously. Number two. This is so profound. This is so deep. You're going you're to stare at me. But it's true. Increase. I'm talking to the keyboard player, preachers, Sunday school teachers, leaders, board members. I'm talking to, yeah. I wonder if he's talking to me. Yes, I am. Increase the presence of Jesus in your daily life, your daily decisions, your daily motives, your daily reactions. How do I do that? I'm a Christian every day. There's more room in our heart and mind than we ever think to put more of him in our life. He must increase. I must decrease. Not my will. Thy will be done. Pray vigorously. Pray vigorously. Man, I, I wish some of us would just get down and real with Jesus. God, I am sick of every time this happens, that response I give. Strongholds. I'm not saying you're, you're, you're guilty of wanting that to be in your life. I'm not, I don't get up in the morning and say, I want, I want to be strong. Possessed by strongholds. How stupid would that be? But they are there because of my dad and my grandpa. Because the same devil that messes with you messed with your dad and messed with your grandma. One, pray vigorously to increase the presence of the Lord in every aspect of your life. I don't want to make this decision, God, until I feel like I've laid it out before you. Do I go left? Do I go right? Examine your motives. Jesus, look at my motives, Lord. (laughs) If I'm hiding a motive, I want you right now. Break that strength that I'm hiding under. I'll just throw this in for good measure. might try asking yourself this right here. I'm angry. I'm not. I'm depressed. I'm not. I'm lonely. I'm not. Uh, Whatever. We talked about all those things. But before I do one act, before I take one step in response to how I'm feeling in my brain. Remind my good friends here tonight, Lord. Remind my good brothers and my good sisters, young or old, please remind them. Before they allow that stronghold a deeper cut into who they are, remind them to ask you, what would Jesus do right now? What would Jesus do right now? know the strongest need I possess though oh let me look back at that list I wrote them down because I felt it. that's just my that's me you're disappointed sorry attitude secret cravings relationship destroyers they just come out of me distractions personal addictions popcorn is going to be a tough one to break you hear me Personal attacks. It's a good thing we don't know what everybody else is going through. Because people will people will frequently share with me, you know, what's going on in their life and it's burdensome and it's heavy and it's dark and it's 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 painstaking, it's 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 painful. And sometimes I never do, but sometimes I want to say, You would you go sit by so and so tonight? Because if you only knew what they told me yesterday if you only knew what she told me last night about her life, it's strongholds. He's so good at it. He being the devil, the strong man, binding the strong man. What would Jesus do? So cleverly disguised. Pray vigorously, brother. Find areas in your life where you can increase the presence of the Lord. And the biggest need I possess This solves every problem. This solves everything that I am overwhelmed by at one moment or another in my life. The biggest need I have is Jesus. I know it wouldn't bowl you over. But the biggest need I have is not to figure out why I worry. My mother was a worrier; she is. Her mother was a. But the biggest need I really possess is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Binding the strong man. It is not the will of God that we be bound. It is the will of God that those shackles be broken. That's why when I hear anybody like Brother Trace tonight start talking about 12 years ago, nine years ago, six months ago, I'm all ears, bro. I'm all ears. I don't, I didn't ask for approval, and I'm not going to beg his forgiveness, but it'd take a blind man to see that something's not going on in Mike Carlson's life lately, huh? Something good, something good. Something good. Something good, something good, something good. Bind the strong man. Go ahead, bind the strong man. It isn't my job to bind your strong man. It's your job to bind your strong man. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm glad the shackles are being broken. Strongholds are being destroyed. I'm glad you're tearing down barriers, God. Oh, keep up the work in our life. Keep up the work in our life. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah.